okay, I am, I'm going to try this and I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm going to try. I feel like I want to record a podcast about this topic and about what I have been going through, but I also feel like I don't want to record it in 2022. I don't want to like bring it into 2022. So I'm recording this at the end of, or I guess the middle of December. (laughs) And I know that, um, I'm sitting in the floor, um, So I know it's a weird video and I'm not recording this at home, so I know that it's weird audio, but I am hoping that it'll work and it can go out anyway in the world. So I guess I want to record this because I haven't heard very many women talk about it. And honestly, in going through it, I don't even have any friends to call and talk to who have been through it. And so this podcast is for those of you who have gone through it, or maybe are going through it, and also don't have anybody to process it with. So, a handful of months ago, no, not five months, four, maybe, I found out I was pregnant. And I was shocked. Shocked. Wasn't trying to get pregnant. I didn't plan on having more children. My boyfriend definitely didn't plan on having a baby. We were not having unprotected sex. I know that's TMI, but um, we're using condoms. I don't know to this day. I don't know how it happened. We don't know how it happened. But I've been pregnant three times, so I knew almost immediately my body started to my boobs got big and sore and I was just like, man, I'm really bloated. And then I was late and um, I was pregnant. And it was so startling and it was so shocking. And I went through like every emotion that first day, but also really quickly just felt like all babies are a gift. And even though I wasn't planning for this, I felt like the universe was giving me a gift. And so really quickly, I felt excited and I didn't know how in the world like I was going to pull this off. I don't have room for a baby. My, I already have four kids. My boyfriend has a job. That means that he's gone all the time for long periods of time. And so I was just like, oh, I'm about to like raise a baby by myself. And 
But even in it, like even in all that fear, I was like, I never thought I'd get to do this again. And so I felt, sorry guys, I felt I'm really excited. And it was really hard because like nobody else felt excited. (laughs) My friends were like looking at me like I, they were like, oh my God, five kids, are you okay? And, um. Uh, just everybody was like so shocked and it felt like I was the only one who was like seeing positive in it over the months like everybody got excited too and it was good so I went for my eight week ultrasound and um, saw the heartbeat and um like it was normal and sort of routine. And my boyfriend couldn't go to that first um, appointment because he was really, really sick. And there's like all these rules, obviously you can't go around a bunch of pregnant women in an OBGYN's office when you're sick. So he stayed home, but we went back uh, two weeks later so that he could like be there and see it. If you're not familiar, when you have um, ultrasounds like in that first trimester, they put a wand inside of you, not on your belly, inside of you because the baby's so small they can't really see it any other way. So it's really, you know, you're like a they turn you into like a popsicle. It's not cute and it's really awkward. But he was so excited because he doesn't have children and this is the first time he was gonna see our baby and um when they like I knew something was wrong because you know normally when they do an ultrasound like like they immediately turn the screen so that you could see and the doctor didn't turn the screen she just like kept looking at it and then she asked the nurse she was like oh can you turn the lights off so I can see better that was weird because I've never had a doctor say that in ultrasound before. And then finally she was like, oh, Rachel, like the baby's the same size that it was when you were here last. It hasn't grown. And I didn't understand what that meant. I was just like, well, maybe it's like little. <laughs> and she turned the screen and I was like, where's the heartbeat? She's like, there isn't one. So, my baby died. But my body didn't know. And it just kept being pregnant. For like weeks. And I just, like, am sitting there, like with like a wand inside of me trying to process what's happening. And um, we drove home from the doctor just like totally in shock because now it's not just that 
you lost your baby, it's also that your body is still pregnant. Like my body didn't have a miscarriage like it should have. And so now I had to figure out what to do. And there are two options. At that point, they said, we can't let you, we can't let your body just like naturally do it because the baby has been gone for so long that you run a really high risk of infection. So um, they said they could either, you could go in and they could do a procedure where they remove it. Or you could take medicine that would make you miscarry at home. And the scary part about doing it at home is that if it doesn't work or doesn't work all the way, you might still have to have the procedure in the office, which felt like awful. And so at first I thought, well, I'm just going to have the DNC because at least then it's at a hot, like it's at the doctor and I won't have to go through things twice, but they couldn't get me in until the next week. And I just, I just couldn't wait that long. Like knowing that all it just was so horrible. And the part that and the reason I want to talk about this is my body was still totally pregnant like I looked three months pregnant I look like a woman who was three months pregnant with her fourth child meaning I had a full-on belly like I was already hiding my belly when I was out in public or when I was doing videos for you guys like I had a belly my boobs are huge I was nauseous I was fully pregnant but the baby wasn't alive and I was it was such a mind fuck it was so brutal every time I looked in the mirror I would see my pregnant body and so I made the decision to do it at home and I I the doctor called in a prescription and I went to pick it up and I was so, bless her, it was so awkward. The um, pharmacist recognized me and was like, oh my gosh, I love your podcast. I, you know, she was like so sweet. And I was like, thank you. You know, this like horrible situation. She doesn't know. She was just gushing and she was so kind. And then she looked down at the prescription. She was like, oh. And like everything about her changed. And so I got the prescription. I was at HEB, which is the local grocery store in Texas. And I like walked around that store for like an hour shopping. So I didn't want to go home. And I remember the doctor was like, whatever you need, like you 
get a heating pad, like try and watch movies or something to take your mind off of it because it takes several days. And she's like, whatever you want to eat, whatever you want to drink, like anything that'll give you comfort. And I remember walking the aisle at the grocery store like, oh, I could have wine now. And trying to figure out like, oh, what wine should I buy for my miscarriage? I went with a Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> so I went back home and I was so, I remember like buying the medicine. I will never forget. The medicine was $15.34. $15.34. That's how much it costs to I don't want to sleep. And I went home and um, it was like during the day, it was a Friday. And my sweet, oh my God, my boyfriend is the most amazing human on the planet. Um, was just like, I mean, I had no idea obviously what to do in that situation, but um <laughs> was like, what do you want to eat? I'll make you anything. And I was like, comfort food. And he spent all day making the most amazing lasagna I've ever had in my life. Um, like lasagna and garlic bread and dessert. And But while he, um, you know, was cooking, I was laying on a heating pad waiting for my miscarriage to start. And I took the medicine and about three hours later, I started cramping. And like maybe an hour after that, I started bleeding. And by dinner time, I was I was cramping so bad I could barely sit at the table, but the kids were there and they obviously didn't know what was going on. And so I just told them I was sick. And so I sat with them for a minute, but I couldn't I couldn't sit at the table. And so I had to go back to bed and then I took a they had given me a pain pill. So I took a really strong pain pill. Um and I just sorry bled a lot, a lot, a lot for days. And I just had these big giant pads, like the craziest, I didn't even know they made pads this big. I just had to wear those for days and bleed. And I remember that the first night I'm wearing a pad, like a diaper basically. And like feeling very disconnected from my body and like what was happening. I could not, I couldn't process what was happening. And I remember I'm laying on a heating pad and I have this giant pad on and I'm like bleeding. And I was laughing at one point because, you know, we've only been together 10 months like still want to be like sexy or like mysterious or and here I am like 
this man is holding me, literally holding me for nine hours while I... So I bled um, a lot and I am, um, I'm anemic. I always have been and I have really low blood pressure. So bleeding that much makes me feel very weak. Like it's hard for me to even move or get up or do anything. And it got like my blood pressure got really low. Like, I don't know if you guys know blood pressure, but my like higher number was like 80. And normally you should be 120. Um, so it was just really, was really struggling to feel energy. And it was brutal because the next day was Saturday and the kids were home from school and they know I'm sick, but also they're kids and there's just life and stuff to do. And so we're trying to make Saturday as normal as possible, but also we're both conscious that we've lost our baby and we can't even really process that yet. And I'm still bleeding and I still look pregnant and it just was horrible. It was horrible. It's been, I guess it's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks. It's maybe been a week and a half. I don't, I don't know how long it's been. And I'm still bleeding. And I still feel, I don't have all my normal energy nowhere close. And originally we were coming to Hawaii. We spent Hawaii, we spent Christmas in Hawaii. We have the last several years. I do with the kids. Um, And we were supposed to come on uh, Saturday, but they're with their dad this week. And so my boyfriend and I decided to come early. And I'm so glad that we did because I really needed to process here. I didn't need to process here, but I needed to process somewhere that my kids weren't around. And being here allowed me to grieve and I have cried more in the last week. I've cried more about this than I have ever cried in my life. Because I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why we would be shocked with this surprise and then get excited about it and then lose it. I don't, I can't wrap my mind around why. And it's really, my body still looks not like my body. And when I first got here, I realized every time I looked in the mirror, I got so angry. Every time I saw my belly, I got so angry. And so at least for right now, I just told myself, like, I can't look at my body in the mirror 
because I don't know how to look at it and not feel angry. And I can acknowledge my body that did what it was supposed to do. Like it kept the baby safe and it stayed pregnant and it did, but just something didn't work. Wasn't meant to be. And I like see babies everywhere and I see like baby clothes and different things out the flea market or Target or whatever and and I feel really um, like in talking to friends or whatever they're like you know you had a miscarriage we're talking about it I thought about that for a long time and I'm like I didn't have a miscarriage and I thought about that for a long time and I'm like I didn't have a miscarriage my baby died and then I had to take medicine to make that come out And I don't know why. And I have felt angry and sad and loss and fear and grief and felt it all. And I still don't know why. And I thought maybe I would wait to talk about this until I had clarity for you, you know, because so much of my work is about, oh, I had, I lived through this thing and then here's what I learned or here's my clarity and I can accept that I don't know if I'll ever have clarity on why. I know that it brought our relationship closer Because you you see someone's true colors when you're going through something so awful. And I cannot imagine. I, I kept thinking that first night, you know, he just was like holding me and holding my hands and I was struggling so much. And I know there are women who go through this totally by themselves. So I wanted to make a podcast for anybody who needed to process. And I wanted to make a podcast for anybody, whether it's now or in the future. If you know someone who is going through this, maybe they need to talk about it. Maybe they need another hug. I remember an acquaintance telling me years ago she was going through it and she was telling me like, she was like, I just, my husband thinks I should, he doesn't understand why I'm still sad. He doesn't understand why I can't get over it. It's been two months and why am I still so upset? And she said, because when I got pregnant, I saw the future. I saw the whole, like this baby's whole life and it's gone. 
And man, if you are going through that and you need to grieve, I think you grieve for however fucking long you need to. And if you know someone who's going through this, give her a hug. Ask her how she is. Sit with her if she needs to cry. It's um really brutal. And I am also hyper aware that I'm going through this experience having had children. And I know that there are so many of you who go through this experience who haven't had children. And all you want is a baby. And this has to be 1,000 times worse for you. So, I don't have a resolution. I don't have clarity. I don't know why. But if you're going through this right now, I just wanted you to know that you're not alone.